I'm Stephen John Drew from the official GunnaGeek.com show, a weekly geek news podcast that is a part of the Gunna Geek Network, just like the show you're checking out now. Shows on the network are individually owned, and opinions expressed may not reflect others. Find other awesome geeky shows at GunnaGeekNetwork.com. Stand by for a brand new episode of All Things Good and Nerdy. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to episode 423 of the All Things Good and Nerdy podcast. This is recorded live on Sunday, October 25th, 2020. It is... No, we still have one more October, don't we? Because next Sunday is Halloween, isn't it? No, I think no. Saturday is, is it Saturday? Okay, well, damn. It's the last Sunday in October. Yeah, what's seven plus five? Don't ask 12. me to do math today, good sir. So that'd be don't 32. Ask me I'm Chris. Joining me today... My one good friend. By the point two. Okay. Joining me today, you guys have probably heard him, Mr. Willie Nelson. Not the Willie Nelson, but our Willie Nelson. Oh, I just heard some uh, random bit of news about the real Willie Nelson. Are you interested? Why don't you you tell me this random bit of news? He stopped smoking marijuana. I don't believe this. Now, now when I tell you this, I mean, he really, uh, from what I've heard, he has stopped smoking marijuana. The edibles are still okay, but he's just the 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 smoke is uh, is messing with his lungs too much, so he's just going to edibles instead. Okay. He's not he's not stopping partaking of it, just stopping of the type of way he's taking it in. All right, that's more what I was figuring is how the hell did <laughs> Willie Nelson stop getting THC in his system when he's basically been consuming it for what sixty plus years? Uh, yeah. So uh, yeah. Yeah. Ooh. I mean, I was I was surprised when I heard that. I was like, wait, what? He's stopping smoking? What? Oh, wait. Oh, he's just stopping smoking it. He's still taking the edibles. I mean, it makes sense. I mean, you're up there in age. The, the, I'm sure it takes a hit on your lungs, especially being a singer. Yeah, it's probably not great for the voice. Although this makes me really sad because we'll never get the promised sequel to Beer Fest of Weed Fest now. I mean... I mean, I'm sure they'll. I mean, most of the drinking was done by CGI, so why not most of the smoking in Potfest? Was it Potfest or the Weed Fest? I thought it was. Uh, I don't remember now. It's been a while since I saw that movie. It is on my Plex server, so maybe I'll go watch it when we're done today. Uh, I did hear a story speaking of that movie, since we're Uh-oh. going on wild tangents left and right. Wild tangent show. Do it. Apparently, um, Quentin Tarantino, during the shooting of Inglorious Bastards, made everyone watch his favorite comedy movie, which was Beer Fest. I really so enjoyed that Tarantino's movie. Favorite movie or favorite comedy movie as of Inglorious Bastards. I don't think it's it my favorite changed. comedy movie, but I think it's a fun movie. I know. I just thought it was weird as hell because I've heard uh, what's his name. Um, oh God, he was on Freaks and Geeks. He was in Inglorious Bastards. Um, Sam Levine. Okay. Yeah, that's, yeah, he told that story like, yeah, he he had like a screening of his favorite comedy movie during the. I guess when like when they were stopped shooting or something like in the afternoon or something or at night or something like it's interesting. here's my favorite here's my favorite comedy movie that's my good Quentin Tarantino impression that was a wonderful as far as impressions go that's the best one you've ever done Willie I mean I want to throw an extra word in there but I don't think it'd be very PC but it does feel like something Quentin Tarantino would say depends on what words you're going to say yeah I can't even mention it mm, did South Park ri- did it. South Park riff on it with uh, Randy Marsh saying it in Wheel of Fortune yeah 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 it's south park though they can get away with that uh side note since we're on the wild tangents did you watch the uh pandemic special of south park i have not 
I've heard of it. Is it's, it on HBO Max? It's on HBO Max now. It was on Comedy Central, so it might be on demand there. I mean, I got HBO Max, but I don't care about Oh, comedy. I didn't remember if you had HBO Max or not, I'll be honest. Because no, I probably will not have HBO Max for much longer because it's part of my cell phone plan and I'm about to switch away from AT&T to something right, before, cheaper. Before you get rid of it, there's a show you need to watch. Well, let's be honest. I'm going to have to pick it back up because my wife loves Last Week Tonight. So we'll have HBO Max just to watch John Oliver. But you need to watch this show that is Doom Patrol. It's on my list of things to watch. I, I did not watch that because I, we'll get to it in what I'm into, but I watched all of the new season of Unsolved Mysteries this actually oh. the last two days. It's only four or five episodes. So it's really not but, that uh, great. But I bring this up because I just had a buddy of mine. We've been talking about watching it uh, for a while, and he's just been kind of off on it. And I was like, dude, I'm being real, man. You need to watch this show. And then now he's kicking himself for sleeping on it for so long. Because he says he's loving it. We're only in, still in the first season we're watching it together. Uh, we're not even halfway through the first season. But it is excellent. I've heard Doom it's Patrol. really good. You've been one that swore by it. It got renewed for, what, season three already? So it's yeah. on my list. I'm also waiting for Young Justice to get moved off of DC Universe and put on the HBO Max app so I can watch season three of Young Justice. Is that still an ongoing show? Yes, they renewed it again, I believe. Oh, I didn't know it was still ongoing. Uh, season three was it was a DC Universe exclusive after the first two seasons went to Netflix when it was uh, off of Cartoon Network, I think it was. Uh, it's a delightful show. You should really watch it. The DC Network needs to just go away. Well, we talked about it on here. They're I losing know. all of their live content. It's going to HBO Max and they're turning it into mean, a comic portal. If you're, going to, if you're just going into HBO Max, just go balls deep into it. Don't just dip your tip in it. Jesus Christ. Well, that was, I'm uh, going to watch Titans, God damn it! That was some flowery language. They were supposed to be moving it soon. I don't know how soon soon actually is. My guess would be probably somewhere around Christmas time because people get all their fancy new devices and want to subscribe to stuff to watch content, so why not put it all in one place to make people subscribe? Yeah, I mean, a buddy of mine I play games with, he was saying like he has the DC Network, whatever the fuck it's called. Is that what it's called? DC Universe, isn't that what it is? What, whatever it's called. Uh, and I I would I would have subscribed to it, but it's not available on anything I have. It's not on the PS4. It's not it, the app's not on my smart TV. So I'm like I don't care about it at this point. Like unless so I can't get it because you're not making it available to me. So I can't care about you. Well, it's a I problem would, a lot of people have HBO Max because I don't think it's available on Roku yet, which is one of the most widely used smart devices out there for. Uh media consumption it sounds like warner brothers ain't that smart in putting it out there well it's it's a money thing right now because they're trying to work the contractual agreement to figure out what cut roku gets and how much they're willing to give up it's not that they're technically incapable of doing it it's that they want their they want they want a certain percentage of money that roku doesn't want to give them and roku is of the mind of well people are going to leave our device just to get your product and they're probably right to an extent but when you start having things like Amazon Fire TV sticks on sale for 20 bucks, it becomes a lot more palatable for someone to be like, man, F this Roku. I'll get a Fire TV stick and then I'll be able to watch all the content I want. Here's what I did. The first way I saw Doom Patrol, before I even saw a trailer about it, I, I don't even know why I got it. I, I bought it off Amazon for the Blu-rays that came with the digital copies. Mm -hmm. I think the digital copies will maybe say, okay, I'm going to get it. And that's the way I first watched it. I think after I got it, I didn't watch it for a while. And then I saw a random trailer pop up in my recommendations on YouTube, and I watched it. I was like, oh, that's what kind of show this is? Oh, let me put that shit in right now. Yeah. 
Fair. And it was excellent. If you're curious about the trailer I saw, what it was a clip. It wasn't even a trailer. Look up Wrong Muscle uh, Doom Patrol. And that's the clip I saw that made me say, okay, you got me, show. You got me. The Wrong Muscle. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> what, what was that? That what was that creepy laugh about? It's close to my real laugh. I can't really help. It's not much of an exaggeration, but it is an exaggeration nonetheless. Interesting. I mean, people make fun of me. People, I've been called because playing games online, like my group of friends that I play with, they do say, I, or at least one of them, he says, "You got a Scooby Doo laugh." <laughs> <laughs> it's close to. <laughs> That's my real life. Like, it's close enough to it. It's, I'm, I'm kind of forcing that right now, but, but I mean. That's how I laugh when someone says something good. <laughs> okay, that's fair. So before we move into our news of the week, I need to I need to get an update from you, Willie. Our next gen console release update or whatnot, whatever terminology we want to have to use it here. Uh, have you yet been able to procure your PlayStation Five pre order? Have they done another round of it? Supposedly, some places had like onesie twosies come up from cancellations. I wasn't <laughs> sure if you had obtained onesies twosies. So is uh, your no. is your current plan still to go to like Walmart at twelve oh one a.m. or whenever they first open? Yeah, I'll probably roll in there around eleven eleven thirty ish on November eleventh, well, and then uh, you need to check to make sure that due to COVID they're actually still operating with those hours. All right, yes, I know. I'm going to do that too. That's a prerequisite that I thought was already included. I, in the but plan. I need I to mention to that for anyone that maybe wait, 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 wait. I need to mention that for anyone that may be listening that wants to emulate your plan. So no, that we don't no, get... no, don't emulate my plan, especially if you live in my area. It's my plan. You stay off my balls. Yes, because your idea is so original here that we're talking about. Yes, my original plan that I got from you. <laughs> so please continue with what your plan is, and I will give you some follow-up information that may be helpful. Yeah, so I'm probably going to roll in there around 11.30, maybe 11. And if I see a line, I'm straight out. I don't care. I'm done. I'm not waiting a fucking line. You can screw off with that. So here, do you, here's something I would ask you. Do you have a target near you? Yes, but targets aren't 24-hour. I know, but here's why I'm mentioning this, is that... On the uh, Xbox Series X subreddit, people were talking to some employees that worked at Target about how they were going to be handling pre-orders. And multiple different Target employees had said that Target will not be allowing anyone to camp out to go and get said Xboxes when they release. I assume it'll be the same for PlayStation since two days later. But any that they get that are not allocated to online pre-orders, i.e. the ones they get in store, they will go on a first-come, first-served basis for people to order online that day for pickup at Target because they do not want people camping out and causing potential COVID outbreaks by having, say, 20 people all clustered together outside the store waiting to get it. So the thought there is I would look at, say, 12.01 a.m. Wait, wait, wait. wait. Okay, proceed. So you can't walk in if they have them there that are not bought. You can't just walk in there and say, hey, I would like this thing. You have to order it online for store pickup. That is what these employees have that said is, in their social. I understand there's no lining up. I understand that. But to say I can't just walk in if there is no line or anything and say, hey, can I get that thing? No. Oh, someone already has it. Like, someone I, already I has think their they're name trying thing? to cut no. down. They're trying to cut mm. down on excess traffic on launch day is my understanding. And cut down on excess Willie being there. So you're, them the you're telling me that if it was an option at 12.01 a.m., go to target's website and be like oh pick up this xbox at my uh my clo my local target that's say 15 minutes away 
you're not going to do it because you have a moral objection to the way in which they're handling their pre-orders? Yes, exactly. <laughs> I can't wait until uh, November 15th when Willie comes on the show and be like, hey, I got my uh, PlayStation at Target and I'm going to go. <laughs> I will doubt that, especially if that's the case. Like, no, no. Like, If they have uh, uh, an item that is in store that no one has already had like a store pickup or anything on, like there's nothing there. Why can I not pick it up? Oh, because we can. You can only order online. No, 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 no. I'm here right now with money in hand, and you're not taking it. Because, so, Willie, so, Willie, I'm not 100 percent sure that that's the case. That they're not going to allow that to happen. However, comma, if it's a matter of at 12:01 a.m., the stock that is allotted for that store goes available online for store pickup. It is entirely likely by the time you get in, when Target opens their doors at 9 a.m., those are all sold out anyways. So it becomes a moot point. Well, I mean, then that's on them. I mean, I understand that. Hey, I wasn't there for it, so that's that's on me. So that's why I was going to suggest to there, you... Hold they on. wouldn't let me get it? That's on them. So what I'm going to suggest to you, then, would be at, say, 12.01 a.m., go to your Target website, go and look up the PlayStation 5 and see if there's any available for pickup at your nearby one. And if there is, run your order and just go pick it up when they open and problem solved. You've had to put minimal effort into things and you get your PlayStation. See, the problem with that is... I'm probably going to be splitting this cost in half, like with half cash and half card here. Well, that's, that's where it's a problem then. Yeah. I'm sorry. Brick and mortar stores can't have brick and mortar solutions to this fucking bullshit. <clears throat> that's all I got. From that. That's all you got. Well, I don't, I don't know what to tell you there, Willie. I can't help you in that regard. I don't feel I'm in the wrong in this. No, but you're also an edge case as to how most people are operating on this one. And it's hard to accommodate all edge cases. So it's entirely likely that you're going to get screwed in this process, is what I'm saying. And, and I'm already uh, compromising my morals by going to Walmart in the first place anyway, because they're the ones that screwed up this whole pre-order fuck-up anyway. Yeah, Walmart really effed you over, if you're a PlayStation fan. Yeah. Well, to be, uh, to be honest, though, I don't, I don't think I was going to be uh, in line early enough, even on the first day, even if, that, even if they didn't do that. I don't think I would have been in, had enough right. looking back at it. So I, but still, I should have done that. So I need to give an update on my next-gen console pre-order status here. And uh, I think I talked about it on this show last week, which was I had successfully pre-ordered what I assumed was a pricing mistake off GameStop's website of an Xbox Series X with two years of Game Pass for the price of the Xbox itself. Uh, lo and behold, they finally canceled that, saying it was a pricing mistake. They sent me three cancellation emails, but it didn't show up as a canceled order until after I got the third email. So it took three emails for it to actually officially get canceled. And it's just one of the many website problems they had this week. Because did you see this one, Willie, that for about 20 minutes, it was either Thursday or Friday night, everything on GameStop's website was free. It had a purchase cost of 0.00. Yeah, I'm sure everyone got everything they ordered. They, it was all canceled. But it's Fine. just more of the ongoing issues they've been having with uh, selling things properly on their website. Because they pretty much put Xbox bundles on sale for three days before they realized they were on sale. So there were a bunch of cranky people like, oh man, F GameStop, I'm never shopping there. And part of me understood where they were coming from. But more it's like, honestly, what are they supposed to do? They don't have the stock. They can't fulfill the orders. It's not like it's a matter of them being like, we don't want to pay this price. It's more of, um, we don't have the hardware to be able to fill all of these extra orders because Microsoft hasn't manufactured it yet. I mean, I've also kind of stopped shopping at GameStop anyway, most because I'm digital only because it's just more convenient that I don't have to drive out to GameStop. But also, 
because GameStop is now 75% game or game related or just mm-hmm. anything nerd related merchandise and I don't like that. They've pivoted I've more to their think geek roots. And I, I'm angry at that and I don't like it. I'm going there for games. And then when all these walls were filled with games and now filled with plush bullshit, I'm done. I've gotten some decent deals online for some stuff like copies of Borderlands for like six bucks and stuff like that. So I can't complain too much there. But we did talk about it on here. I don't think I don't know if you were on the show or not. Did I tell you about the deal that Microsoft and GameStop have put together now? I'm sorry. Go ahead. So there's a deal that they made. Microsoft is going to redo their entire back end, like all of their POS systems and things like that are all going to run off of the Azure cloud, things like that. But what is more interesting when it comes to the gaming side of things, and I think you might have missed this episode, is they've made a deal now with Microsoft so that every Xbox that GameStop sells, they will get a cut out of any digital games that are sold to that Xbox for the lifetime of that Xbox's use. I have heard about that. And now, ooh, wonder if GameStop really got them by the balls with that one. I don't know because there's been no report as to how much percent is is how much of the percentage is rather. Is it one percent? Is it two percent? Is it half a percentage point? Who knows? But it's interesting in this regard because then it incentivizes GameStop to kind of push the Xbox more than the other consoles. Some could argue. Eh. Well, I mean, GameStop has been shady for a long, mm. long time. Since it, there was a separation between GameStop and EB Games. Uh, and then Funko Land also. Well, yeah, I, they bought all those got bought out, right? I think it was I miss, GameStop, I miss Land, EB Games. Games, right? Yeah, I think so. EB Games was awesome, though. You know what? I actually enjoyed GameStop over EB Games for one reason only. Because of the stickers they put on their used cases at EB Games was so annoying. Yeah, that was the one reason why I was like, "Oh yeah, GameStop is better because I, these stickers are not as intrusive." That's weird. That's the one reason. Hmm. And now they use stickers that you can't even get all the goo off the package when you take the uh, used sticker off. It's really weird. Yep, 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 yep. Why do you do this? That's one reason why I stopped shopping at GameStop. I, I will go there every now and then, especially like uh, when I got a 3DS and I, you know, you know, get like you know 3DS games. I'm not gonna like, digital is nice, but if I can just go get it cheaper, bam, 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 it's done, done, done. Uh, Switch games, I was buying physical for a long time. Now I'm just kind of, well, I haven't really bought a Switch game in a while, though. Um, Yeah, especially because the digital for the Switch, I don't have an an extra, was it micro SD card or is it just an SD card? I think it's a micro SD card. Yeah, I don't have an extra one of those. I mean, if I did, boom, that'd be the solve it right there. And that's not even too expensive to go get anyway. And they were doing bundles of them during like Prime Day and stuff. But I should point out as we wrap this up, Liberty Dude mentioned canceled, but pre-order still in place at a new price. I still have a pre-order in place at the Microsoft Store that, by all accounts, is valid and good to go. When I checked the order status, it was still marked pending, and they should, in theory, charge my credit card next Saturday for. Didn't you finagle that one too? I did not finagle that one, but I did exploit the fact that people were canceling pre-orders and caught one of the canceled ones, it appears. Mm, that sounds like a little bit of finagling. Oh, hell yeah. I had a script written that was clicking the buy button every two yeah, seconds. Yeah, I know. You know who else does that? Scalpers. I know no, I plan on scalping. scalping. I'm not saying you're scalping. Don't put the words in my mouth. I'm just saying that's the same thing probably scalpers have been done. Am I wrong in that? Probably not. But do I care? Uh, as long as I get my Xbox, I don't really care. Yeah, I know you don't care about shit. But would you rather I had done, Willie, just sit there and kept clicking the buy button myself? Yeah. That's what, what I did that? with the power of my brain by copying and pasting a script that someone what wrote. With your physical body. 
Yeah, no, that sounds like too much of a pain in the ass, Willie, and I think you have too high of expectations of me. I'm sure you have the same look about your love life, too. Wait, what? You heard me. I've never had any nope. complaints. It's a physical effort. I've, I've not had any complaints, but whatever, man. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not going further in with this joke. Yeah, this I'm, gonna, I'm uncomfortable with this. I'm not going to go down it. <laughs> Let's not talk about your dick. Let's talk about my dick. <laughs> now you know why Chris has 100 pre-orders in. Look out, eBay. Here he comes. No. I am not, I, even if I had extra, when I had two at one point in time, I planned on canceling the Microsoft one if the GameStop order, which I didn't assume would happen, came through. I had, however, talked to one of my buddies and said, hey, if you want one and you still haven't gotten your Xbox for launch, let me know and I'll try and change the shipping location on it and just pay me back for it. Or worst comes to worst, I'll have it shipped to me and then I'll turn around and ship it to you and pay me like half the shipping cost or something like that. But it's kind of a moot point right now. Man, there's nothing really... It's weird. I don't really have any kind of want to get a Xbox and X- an Xbox, a Xbox. I know a is sound is right, but and sounds better. And sounds better, what? but a is grammatically accurate, I believe. Yeah, just like oh yeah, I'll be there in an hour and a half. Yeah, it's so weird. But anyway, uh, yeah, I have no want to get an Xbox, even though I mean it's it's just because like there's no first parties that I can't get on another system. That's like, fair. Even with the whole Bethesda buy, like I don't care about any of those games. Yeah, but- by the no. way, third-party games are probably going to run better on the Xbox than the PlayStation. Just saying. I mean, how much is how much better is better? I don't honestly know. Just in a terms of raw horsepower available to it, it's the Xbox that leads the spec tail this year. I mean, technically, wasn't the Xbox One a stronger system than the PS4? It was not. I thought it was. No. Oh, oh. I thought it was. No, I Why, don't believe so. What's not the Xbox? Box shit. What's the pro version? What the pro version was called? The the Xbox, name. Okay, the so the, the Xbox One oh, X was better hardware than the PS4 Pro. And okay. on a side note, the Xbox One X doesn't sound like an airplane taking off when you turn it on and start playing a graphically intensive game. Well, what's funny is my PS4 Pro only sounds like a jet engine during menus. It, it was during yeah. cinematics yeah. in Spider-Man yeah. where it would do that because you have the audio die down. And then you would just hear the as it was just sitting there running. I'm like, dude, what the hell? Because my equivalent Xbox, which is these the One X, which is equivalent to the PS4 Pro, it's really quiet. I mean, I haven't really noticed it except for like a handful of times. Like, wait, that's a pretty. It's getting uh, whirring up pretty loudly. What you doing over there, Jet Engine? And that was mostly in the menu of Dead by Daylight. In the menu, that's the strangest thing ever. I've heard someone say like, yeah, it's because it's a. the processor's like running it at like sixty frames a second, you know, you know, and stuff like that. Like that kind of makes sense. At least that's an answer that you know I can make a logical leap for, you know. But oh well. Yeah, I don't know. But during gameplay, it's uh, uh oh yeah. And while, since we talk about Dead by Daylight and uh, and uh, and uh, power graphical powerhouses, uh, Dead by De- Dead by Daylight just had like a um they upgraded the look of some of their maps and it kind of shot down. The uh, console, uh, what am I looking for? What's the word? I don't uh, know. Uh, not customization. Optimization. Yeah, the console optimization, which is a comical thing in of itself for Dead by Daylight. Behavior. Get on get on that. Don't just be looking toward the next gen. I know you're making it free. I hope my stuff transfers over from the PS4 to PS5. I don't have to do everything all over again. It yeah, should. Oh my... You have a separate I... login, or is it tied to your PSN account? Oh. That's right. They since they made it crossplay, you have the little code thing for your name now. Okay. So I assume uh, you would be fine regardless of the system you decide to play on. Yeah. So say in theory, 
you wanted to play on your Switch for some godforsaken reason, you could play on your Switch. Well, I had an idea to go onto my Switch and say enabled crossplay. I was say, I was wanting to know if I'm that good, if I can go into uh, the buy a Switch copy of it and then just play a, enable crossplay and be Survivor and see if I can get back to rank one in that on the Switch with crossplay enabled. Handheld mode or docked mode? You know what? I was going to say uh, handheld only, but man, that seems like tiring on my hands. Probably a mixture of both, just, cause, yeah. just because it's going to be fucking tiring just to be holding well, it there. And, and uh, do you have a pro controller? Because it would be far more comfortable with a pro controller. I mean, I do have a pro controller, but you know what? For this case, I would only use the Joy-Cons. I would wow. I mean, I'd put them in like the little, the little the controller slot thing, you know. Uh, or, you know what? I would, I would even venture out to even put it in like the little um, wrist strap ones, so they're separated. I mean, not for all, every time, but you know, I would for this challenge. I'd do that. So when are you starting this challenge, Willie? I mean, I doubt I will because oh. that sounds like a lot of work. and I have to go buy the game again. Well, I mean, and I wonder how much it is on Switch. Let's see if we can find that out for you, and then we'll roll on into the news. Yeah, I'm going to have to go to GameStop for this, aren't I, for a used fucking copy. That's what you're looking up. No, I was just looking to see how much it was. <laughs> Dead by Daylight for Nintendo Switch on the Nintendo website. Show me. A, oh, I have to do an age verification. <laughs> yeah, this is right in for mature. Old as fuck. That's what I should be able to put in and let me play. It is twenty nine ninety nine for a digital copy of Dead oh. by Daylight on the Nintendo Switch store. Oh, digital. I don't have enough space for that. Well, let me go to your favorite store's website and find Dead by Daylight there. I mean, I, I would be the way I would have to do it. They always ask me, do you want to put down a pre-order for anything? Like, no, I'm good on that. I'm here for this particular reason because I can't get anywhere else. So Dead Thank by you. Daylight Definitive Edition for the Switch is $29.99 new, or for pre-owned, it's $27.99. And now here's the thing. The Switch version gets a um, a, a unique, exclusive um, costume for one of the killers uh, that's only on the Switch. You get four and additional th chapters and three cosmetic packs, according to this. Well, I mean, that's what they've, those are what they already have with other things. I'm talking about for the Switch, where if you just get the Switch, you automatically get this cosmetic. Okay. Which, Trapper, which is like their first and main kind of like killer. I mean, there's better ones now. And because, I mean, well, depending on how you use Trapper, it doesn't matter. Um, pretty much he just has like a green like jumper. They pretty much make it a red jumper. They only make it like a, like a Mario esque red jumper it's just a red jumper it's just slightly redder it's just a red dingy color that's all it is well that sounds like, delightfully boring yeah delightfully nah, so we'll see what they get we'll see they do so are you gonna go buy dead by daylight now no oh willie i'm disappointed and to overcome that disappointment i'm just gonna go on into the news of the week i mean you could also just get live the atg and studios on uh the internet it's the news of the week Welcome to the News of the Week. It's that part of the show where we run down in our minds what some of the most interesting geeky and or nerdy news to have popped up here in the last week or so is and share with you guys who are watching live or listening at a later date. And uh, Willie, did you want me to go first or did you have something you wanted to toss in there? Uh, I mean, I have something. I don't, I don't, it doesn't matter to me if you want to go first. How about I'll go first? first and then you can do yours and I will try and pick up a third story to replace the hole where Bachman's would normally be. How about that? I'm 
Sure, if that's what you want to do, it's okay with me. I don't give a shit. Yeah, this is live sure. coordination as we figure out how the podcast works live on the air. You it's guys show, can man. see how the sausage is made. No, no, it's our I show. I just show up and not talk, man. That's it's, all I it's do. It's our show, Willie. It's not my show. I'm just the producer. I show up and I talk, and that's what I do, man. If people want to hear, they hear it. They don't, hey, man, it's okay. And man. sometimes you give unprotected advice. Yeah, damn right, I do. Unprotectedadvice.com for all of Willie's unprotected advice segments. Did you really buy that? Yeah, I bought it years ago, a year ago. Wow, didn't I do that? Yeah, so if you go to unprotectedadvice.com, it takes you to our website where the podcast is and brings up all episodes that are tagged unprotected advice. So I put the tag on all of those episodes. So literally you could pull every single episode of unprotected advice. I'm glad that was your news of the week. <laughs> That's my news of the week. Here's where you can go listen to <laughs> Willie give advice to people on the internet. No, in all seriousness, I do have a news story before I start, excuse me, diving deep into it. I'm not a hundred percent sure that it's actually true. It's rumors, all rumors going to one site and it's not, we got this covered.com because I refuse to cover any news from there. And I checked their sources aren't from there, but I'm not a hundred percent sure it's going to happen because no one else has reported it. However, comma, I'm hoping that the power of positive thinking by me talking about it makes this story come true. So when we get to the end of the story, I encourage everyone in the chat room and Willie chime in, whether you think this is actually legit or it's just wishful thinking on my part by reporting on this but the uh the website small screen out of the united kingdom is now reporting that michael keaton has signed on to star as bruce wayne in an hbo max series now we do know bruce wayne is coming excuse me michael keaton is coming back in uh the flash movie assuming that movie ever gets made to portray batman slash bruce wayne in that now where it gets interesting is he was on Jimmy Kimmel the other evening and was kind of coy about any other things he might be doing. He did eventually admit that they were having conversations himself and Warner Brothers talking about potentially some other work outside of the Flash movie. The folks that run smallscreen.co.uk said a few sources reached out to them regarding Michael Keaton's time playing Batman in future series. According to them, he has signed a deal with HBO Max that would see him play Bruce Wayne in an upcoming series. However, comma, there are three different sources that then reached out to them. They are saying the first source came in and said, quote, Michael Keaton has already signed on to return as Batman, the Flash movie. He just signed a deal with HBO that'll see him play excuse me, Bruce Wayne in a future series. Now, whether they mean future as in the series is set in the future or a series made in the future, we're not sure based off of that person's comments. Let's go to person number two's comments that they gave them saying, quote, Michael Keaton has signed a deal with HBO Max to star as Bruce Wayne in a Batman series, which will be based on Batman Beyond. Now, if you have watched this show in the past or listened in the past or followed me on Twitter or any of those things, you know that Batman Beyond is one of my favorite cartoon series and arguably one of my favorite animated incarnations of Batman. And I have long wanted them to make either another standalone animated movie or a movie or something like that. And there were rumors of a Batman Beyond movie, but Christopher Nolan's Batman Begins did so well that they shelved them, supposedly. So I got really excited. I got more excited when I read their comments that supposedly came from a third source saying, we're all very excited over here. Keaton signed to star in a new Batman series with HBO Max. The word is that it's going to be a Batman Beyond series. Um, if this is true, this is awesome. Will, you can probably remember me saying this. How many times have Anthony and I both said on this show 
how cool it would be if Michael Keaton at his current age to do a Batman Beyond show where Michael Keaton returns as the grizzled old retired Bruce who can't do the job anymore, but is forced, not forced, but chooses to be a mentor to a younger man who is picking up the mantle of Batman. I'm sorry. Did you not hear me echo the same thing? Like, I, yeah, that'd I be was pretty sure amazing. you have said the same as well. So all three of us have said this would be awesome. Here's the thing. I don't 100% know if I trust it since I've only seen it in one place and no one else who I more know of in regards to geek news sphere has reported this. I want it to be true. I, I can imagine in my head how much fun it would be, but I don't know that I believe it yet. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, I don't, I'm not sure if I believe that it's uh, signed in the detail, but could it be talked about right now? That'd be cool. Yeah. Uh, Liberty Dude seems to be of the same mind of us in the chat room. Like, yes, please. Please have this be real. They also are not reporting who would be in line to play Terry McGinnis if that's the route they take on it. I don't, know how, you do, point. I don't know how you do Batman Beyond without Terry McGinnis, seeing as is the Batman of the future. Uh, You know who would be the best option? Who would be the best option? Tom Holland. I don't know. He's pretty busy between Uncharted and Spider-Man. <laughs> that's going to be my thing. I was just going to leave it at that. I mean... It, it would be interesting. We're, uh, so here's someone who I think would be interesting, but is probably too old for the role now. That would be uh, Milo Ventimiglia. Chris O'Donnell. Oh. Yeah. Well. <laughs> when all search is uh, Milo Ventimiglia, who you would... Yeah. Did you watch uh, Heroes, Willie? Yeah, I know who it is. Yeah. That's how you pronounce it? He's also uh, uh, Rocky's son. Yes, he's and Rocky's Rocky, son in the Rocky, Rocky movies. Balboa. And he's in the This Is Us TV series as well. Never seen it. I haven't either, but I know he's in it. I think he would have been awesome as Nightwing had they done a Nightwing movie back in the day. He might still be the right age to do Dick Grayson if you did him slightly older. But for Terry McGinnis, as we know him in the TV show, where he's like a 17-year-old kid, 17, 18, 19-year-old kid, he's too old for that role. But he would be Tom awesome Holland. in it if they did an older version. Tom Holland. Would it not, would it not make sense and fit? I think it would fit. <laughs> Tom Holland has the physicality to be able to do it and the ability to do all the stunts and whatnot. It's just, I don't think With it's CGI stunts. Well, not all of it's going to be CGI. I would assume. Uh, well, flying around. They don't do CGI for Supergirl. They have her strung up on wires, for instance. Listen, I don't give a shit about Supergirl. Although I've only seen the one episode, the very first episode. I did not like how they did it. So I stopped watching it. That's I've fair. heard since that they have changed it. And it doesn't have that same feel as the very first episode, which is the pilot. I'm assuming, which was filmed before they really had, and they, you know, had some changes. So I'm probably wrong in that. But I just didn't like how they did the first episode. Yeah, but yeah, I, okay. I, I think Tom Holland would be an interesting pick. I don't think they're going to go with him for a couple obvious reasons. Let's go with the one, which is it would be way too damn expensive to get him for I mean, an HBO Max series. He could pull like a uh, 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 Ian McKellen, where you know he has to say, "I'm I'm Magneto and Gandalf, motherfuckers. I'm Spider-Man and Batman, dickheads." That would be pretty cool. And the second one being. I don't know what his contract is like for future yeah. uh, Sony Spider-Man slash potentially MCU movies because they probably signed him to what? There's rumors it was a three-picture deal. Some people have said six-picture deal, but that's probably all expiring after this third Spider-Man because those six movies included like Avengers and Civil War. Yep. So he might be up on his contract, but let's be honest. Even if Spider-Man doesn't stay in the MCU, the Sony would be pretty dumb to let Tom Holland walk. Yeah. yeah, but that's also we have thrown the wrench in the system. But that is Sony. 
it's only pictures, I should say. Fair. With all that. But yeah. Yeah, I mean, you're not wrong. I do I do like the thought of Tom Holland. I hadn't considered that one, but yeah, I like that. I think they would probably go the route of a uh, younger, more unknown actor. Oh, yeah, I'll definitely be all right with that, too. Yeah, someone who's unknown. Like Tom Holland was unknown. I, think. Exactly. I, didn't know, I didn't know who the fuck he was before he was Spider-Man. Yeah, well, I hadn't seen any of his movies. Think. I just don't know anything about him. Yeah. So if this ends up being true, it would be really cool. It would be a way to get me to be like, oh, hell yeah, I'm keeping HBO Max because I love Batman Beyond. I think it is an awesome series. I can We can quibble about whether it made sense some of the things they retconned with the Justice League cartoon in regards to Batman Beyond. But I still love Batman Beyond. Willie, do you know what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, you know what, actually? I've heard something. I can't remember who was in talks with it. I cannot remember, but it was going to be cool when I heard it. I was like, ooh, static shock. I thought that was actually happening. I heard, but I heard, I can't remember whose name they attached to it. I cannot remember. I don't think they had a name attached to it yet, but I could be Or wrong. like someone who was trying to make it in the habit, not so much as the play as them, but to be make it a thing. And I can't remember who it was. Oh, I just saw it too this week. I was like, ooh, yeah. God, Static Shock was such a good show. So going back a sec to Batman Beyond, I agree something Liberty Dude, Liberty Dude was saying in the chat, saying if you have the right writing and production level, don't quite need the star level. Yes, but also keep in mind you'll still be bringing back Michael Keaton, which will get a lot of buzz because it's Michael Keaton and all the fans of his run of Batman. Like, oh my God, he's back as Batman. And then just the fact that he's Michael Keaton and kind of has had a career renaissance since Birdman and become pretty relevant again. Mm. Am I wrong? I mean, I didn't think so, but he didn't really do as much that we thought about. I didn't really like Birdman, so. I mean, that's fair. But Birdman, why I bring that up, critically acclaimed, and he got a lot of buzz for it. It was an interesting movie. It was just, I'm never going to watch again. I own it. It's over there. I haven't watched it yet. I own it, too, because I wanted to watch it, and I picked up, like, five bucks on Black Friday or something. It's it's all right. Like, I'm not ever going to rewatch it, ever, probably. But it was, I did like how they tried to make it all of them, like, look like one shot. Mm -hmm. I did appreciate it. And I did enjoy Michael Keaton as the Vulture. Which which Birdman are you referring to? Uh, saying, yeah, okay, I see what you're saying right there. So uh, <laughs> that wraps up my news story, which is there's a rumor that I can't confirm, that I can't get you actually better sourcing on that they might do a Batman Beyond movie. And I wanted to report on it because I want the power of positive thinking to come through and make this happen. Don't be shocked if a couple weeks from now we come back like, oh man, that's debunked. All right, before we go to my news, let's go back to yours. Before we just leave all like Michael Keaton is an amazing casting choice for the older role of that series. Yes. But you know who is not a good uh, casting choice for an older role for another movie that's getting made right now? We just got a first picture glimpse of... Marky Mark? Mark Wahlberg <laughs> as fucking Sully in the Uncharted movie. Jesus fucking Christ. Why is Mark Wahlberg tied to this fucking movie? He was originally going to be fucking nathan drake himself i'm so glad they switched from that god not that i have anything against mark Wahlberg as an actor i just don't want him in my uncharted movie especially i don't want a mustacheless sully i don't want a fucking boston accented sully oh that's that's what i'm saying but tom holland is nathan drake which i'm actually okay with and they should have made this movie 10 years ago with nathan fillion that's what they should have done yes uh, i mean that if you if you're unsure of that uh, if he's too old, look at the fan-made Uncharted thing that is definitely on YouTube right now, where Nathan Fillion is Nathan Drake. He is, uh, yeah, he's a little too old for that, but I, I enjoyed what they made. You know, it was cool. Who the person they had for Sully there? Perfect. Sounded just like Sully had the mustache, 
cigar chomping? Holy shit, that was perfect. But yeah. Yeah, so the first spill for the Uncharted movie came out, and this thing has been in, uh, what, uh, production hell for how long? Directors coming and going. For a while now. I honestly don't know how long, though. I remember the first time I heard about it, like, Mark Wahlberg's going to star in his Nathan Drake, and it's going to be a family film. No, that's not Uncharted. What do you mean a family film? What the, what? Are you going to add kids to this for no reason? Let's not have kids. And, and Uncharted. Well, didn't they now set it up so that it's like a Nathan Drake, young Nathan Drake slash origin story kind of thing? I mean, origin story? What, him being born? No, that's not <laughs> I mean, exactly what I meant. There was a flashback but... in Uncharted 3, and there's also a flashback in Uncharted 4, but this the one in 3 is further when he's like a like a teenager, um, which I don't think Tom Holland's going to be. I think it's going to be when he's in his early 20s or something, but the which one in Uncharted 3... makes sense, because Tom Holland's, what, 22? First, yeah. I mean, hell, he also plays fucking Spider-Man and what, sophomore? As a sophomore? <laughs> Junior now, I think. Well, now, but I mean, he was, what, a freshman and then a sophomore? Well, yes, but he was also two or three years younger then, too. Yeah, two, okay. We were arguing semantics here, Chris! <laughs> Jesus Christ, is that the point? <laughs> and in Uncharted 3, they went flashback to what, like, he was like a tween teen, like probably 13, maybe 14, uh, when he first met Sully and then started getting, you know, working with him to go, you know, doing all this stuff. And then it flashes back up to normal time. I guess not flash forward because it just goes back into the present. But yeah, um, and then in Uncharted 4, they do a flashback to when he's in, I forget what prison and what country, but he's breaking out of it with his brother. Um, yeah, that one's a little bit older. It's like in the older 20s, I would say, that character was. It's been a while since I played Uncharted 4. Still a great game. But uh, yeah, like I'm all right with Tom Holland being it. It's no problem. My problem is being Mark Wahlberg. Being Sully or Nathan Drake. Be the villain. Uh, who's supposed to be the villain? Oh, shoot. I just... Oh, God. Who's supposed to be the villain? Do you know? I have no idea. Oh, God. What other name? I gotta look this up right quick. Chris, fill time. How am I supposed to fill time on this, Willie? I have... I know minimal about this. I've played, like, well, two hours of an Uncharted game. Did you not enjoy those two hours? It though? was all right. Uh, like... It was, it was pretty much playing in an Indiana Jones movie, but like, you know, a, a you know, present day Indiana Jones movie. I miss the old... Did you ever play the Indiana Jones game they put out on the original Xbox? It was really good. I miss that one. Oh, yeah, I do remember that. I remember then they were... Uh, I don't think it was that one. They announced that it was going to be a... They announced the um, Indiana Jones movie, or sorry, game, like way back during the PS2 era, and it was supposed to be using like a new engine. I think it, that's what turned into... Oh god, I can't remember what in game engine it turned into, but it was supposed to like um like it was supposed to be very like everything reacted to what you were doing, like fighting and stuff. I can't remember exactly what I don't know it. either. Antonio Banderas is in the movie. I don't know if he's gonna be the villain, but he's also attached to the movie as well. Are you just I'm on assuming... the IMDB right now? No, I just Googled it and that okay. was the top thing. Or is it was down to scroll down. But yeah. But yeah, yeah, you never, you haven't even gotten to any like the big set pieces in the game either. I'm aware. Yeah, those are like, oh my god, like the big set pieces are amazing. Like when you're doing the gunfights in a ship that's sinking, uh, I'm sorry, like a uh, like a cruise ship that's like turning on its side and sinking. Oh my god, that's some of the best. When you're uh, when you're in a plane doing a gunfight and the and the uh, cargo bay opens up as you're in air over a desert. Oh my god, that is some of the best parts of the game. So, uh, uh, the Uncharted movie, for a second, going back, they're about to wrap production on it, or wrap filming, because I guess Tom Holland is going straight from filming that to filming Spider-Man. So he's going to have a busy few months 
after he was uh, on set for all of that and then going to go do Spider-Man, which they are already filming parts of Spider-Man in New York right now. Speaking of that Spider-Man and who's going to be in it, there's a character in that movie or an actor in that movie should have been Sully and would have been a lot better of a character choice. That'd be J.K. Simmons as Sully. Yeah, that's true. That would have been much better. Put J.K. Simmons yeah. in anything and I'm happy, though, let's be honest. Well, I mean, he, he could grow a mustache. He'd be the perfect fit for the role. Do you have a mustache? No, he, was sh- he had a shaved head right as um as uh, J. Jonah Jameson, didn't he? Yes, because he has no hair. No hair at all, or do you have a beard, too? I can't remember. It was just a little snippet of a scene. He was like one on screen for like maybe four seconds. <laughs> so I can't really. So excuse me for not remembering this four second scene. Like little. He had bit. a mustache. His head wasn't shaved, but he was balding and just had like the fringe. I just pulled up a picture of it right now okay. while we were talking. Yeah, but he did have the uh, he did have mustache. the distinctive Jonah mustache. Yeah, and Sully has the same type of mustache. Yeah, I'll try and put a link in the uh, chat room. Dick goddamn Sullivan. Oh my god, I just don't want Mark Wahlberg included in this movie. Not that I don't like Mark Wahlberg as an actor in the movies he's done. I just don't want him in the Uncharted movie. For those watching live, there's a picture in the chat room right now of uh, J.K. Simmons as Jonah, where you can see the bald fringe like you like uh, he has in real life, I guess, and then the uh, massive bushy mustache that you have to have. If you're going to play J. Jonah Jameson. Let, let me put it like this to you, Chris. Oh, please. You're not having my same type of energy here. That's like instead of having Michael Keaton as uh, old man Bruce Wayne. That's like you getting Val Kilmer's old man Bruce Wayne. But worse. Exactly. That face. Could we get George Clooney as old man Bruce Wayne? Because Clooney was a good Bruce Wayne, but a bad Batman. No, because that's actually work. <laughs> <laughs> Can we get Kevin Conroy as old man Bruce again, like we got in the Crisis crossover? Because that was also awesome. You also Bruce Wayne Batman Beyond? Yes. So why, why would you just, why yeah. would you say that instead but, of the But he, he would get to do live action Bruce. And of oh, wait, all the years that he played Batman, he's only ever gotten to do it live once. And that was in Crisis on Infinite Earths. Oh, I never saw that. Yeah. He was Kingdom Come Batman in it. You're a Kingdom Come. What does that even mean? I don't know. Do I ever know what I'm saying? Uh, no. But, but you see what I'm saying. You see my anger level. Why yes, am I angry? I understand. Like Val Kilmer's not a bad actor. I heard he's hard. He was to work a bad with, Bruce Wayne, but he was a good Batman. But I mean, he's entertaining to watch. I Mark Wahlberg's entertaining. I just don't want him in that role. I understand. It doesn't make sense from a role perspective. I think Mark Wahlberg has to be a producer on this movie. That's the only reason why this is happening. I don't know. It's he possible. has some kind of money involvement in it. You want one more news story, Willie? I do have another news story. A little Ooh, quick one. Go ahead, then. There's a rumor that they are already starting on. Uh, um, Sucker Punch is already starting on a sequel to the my game of the year, Ghost of Tsushima. Isn't the so, DLC basically making it a new game from the way Anthony described it? Well, there is a new game plus they put into it where, you know, you know what new game plus is. Yeah, I mean, but the yeah, way I understood, didn't they put like a co-op mode in there that basically like makes for a whole fun, fresh game? online co-op mode into it right now. Uh, it, it, I wouldn't say it's a whole new game. It is a whole new game mode, I would say. Like if you're playing multiplayer, you're not playing the main character. You choose between one of four classes and it's like a looter shooter. Uh, you know, you're just getting loot. It's one of those loot games. Where you just get better loot every time you go through. Okay. It's more like the main meat of it is just a uh, ball, like a wave, going against waves, a survival mode. That's the main meat of it. So I wouldn't say it's like a whole new game or anything. It's just another mode of it. It's fun. I played a little bit more of it. I would say 
getting through the uh, like the uh, the waves, the rush is it's a little bit time consuming. And yeah, but I mean, it is fun. Uh, I have my fun. I'll probably play it some more. I don't think I'll be like going to it as like a mainstay, like constantly back and forth to it. But it's a fun. Like, ooh, I got best some uh, some better gear. Awesome. Let me go use it. Stuff like that. You know. Fancy. I don't think. It's not It's not what should sell the game, because the game itself, the main single player, they had, this game has no, uh, you know, uh, monetized DLC. It's all free. So, that should be something like, I think most first party Sony games, they didn't really have, like, um, DLC like that, except for Spider-Man did. God of War didn't. You got the game was the game was the game. Uh, Last of Us 2, the game was the game was the game. So, yeah. Yeah, so the rumor is that they're already working on the sequel. And I'm guessing you had something else, Chris. I did. We know how much you love talking about Xbox stuff, Willie. But I you, t- you said it. you weren't thinking about buying an Xbox. Nope. But there's options that may be coming your way. They were doing an interview with uh, Xbox head Phil Spencer talking about xCloud. And they started floating the idea of a TV stick to play xCloud games. And he said in the interview, quote, I think you're going to see lower-priced hardware as part of our ecosystem. When you think about streaming sticks and other things, you might want to just go plug into their TV and play via xCloud. You can imagine us even having something that we just include in the Game Pass subscription that would give you the ability to stream xCloud games to your TV and then just buy a controller. So it's something that we kind of thought was possible, and you know we've honestly seen it possible because people have sideloaded the xCloud app onto things like their NVIDIA Shields or even the uh, Samsung TV with an Android tablet built into it. Uh, nothing it's not, it doesn't entice me because there's nothing that I'm, I'm going to get a PS5 anyway. There's no game that they're going to have exclusively that's going to draw me to it. That you know of yet. Remember, they have a crap load of studios that are going to make exclusives. They haven't announced all of those games yet. Well, that's fair. As of right now, me yeah. saying it, there's nothing that's enticing me. Now, where they do it in the future, I could be swayed. I could be swayed easily. I'm very gullible. Yeah, so in theory, instead of having to spay 300 bucks for a Series S or 500 for a Series X, you could say, oh wait, you have Hillbilly dial-up, never mind. Right now, I'm, that might soon change, so don't be... Don't, so don't assuming be you didn't have Hillbilly dial-up, you could get whatever the streaming stick is that Microsoft puts out and just basically pair a Bluetooth controller with it and play Xbox games streaming to your television. Eh, I mean, as long as they have the exclusive and you know, more down the line, there's have to be more than just one. That's fair. I was just letting yeah. you know that that was going on. It's already part of the uh, Game Pass subscription. I am has not it. a fanboy. I understand that, Willie. I didn't call you a fanboy seriously I ever. I, I, I didn't say you. Yeah, I'm, just I, saying, I'm putting that out there. I have called you a fanboy facetiously just to kind of get a huh? laugh. That That's it. Just like you're an Xbox fanboy. Yeah. Says, yeah. You, Willie, I, I have all three consoles in my house right yeah, now. Yeah, I, I know. You're an, ex, you're an Xbox fuckboy. We all know this. Oh, my. <laughs> oh my. I thought. That's just titillating right there. Mm, I'm touching mine right now. Oh, gross. <laughs> oh, gross. And you will come to know the name that is Aku. What? Samurai Jack reference. I fucked it up, but it's whatever. Uh, aren't hey. you glad you came in for this, Anthony? Wouldn't you want a Samurai Jack live action Just movie? Just in time. Just in time. That'd be cool, Samurai Jack. Uh, I heard the word tits was going to be all good, and then Willie tries to do a bad reference. I mean, it was titillating. That's, I just like mm-hmm. the word titillate. I thought I would ruin it when I said I was touching mine. But it didn't. That, that, that didn't help. It was until after that. It also doesn't help that we know you're not wearing pants right now. So yeah, nope, no pants. Just box. It's all wrong. It's all wrong. Do you at least have a shirt on of some kind, Willie, or is it just your regular furry sweater? Yeah, furry sweater. Mm, so he's just 
hanging out in his boxer briefs and socks. Hey, it's a beautiful day outside. It's gloomy. It's overcasted. The leaves are turning and this falling. Is, so what you're saying is it's perfect right. napping weather. You goddamn right. <laughs> I know. I took a good long nap yesterday, and it was absolutely delightful. This is the perfect October weather right now. Where I'm ha- right now outside. It really is. When what? I used to to school this would be my favorite days to go out and walk to school and come back home we are also lucky that we aren't in minnesota right now where they had snow last week and i was like i'm not ready for this nice. i'm not ready for this no 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 i'd want i want snow to come here i want a big old just blizzard to blow Yeah, but you don't get a ton of snow do you i know no yeah, not at all why. not I, enough i'm over it. i like driving out in it because first of all it keeps most people out of it I wish and that was two, the case. The assholes are out in it. I can make fun of while I'm driving down in it because I know how to drive in the snow. Even though I don't drive in often, just go as fast as you feel safe and comfortable that you have or in control of the vehicle. That's all you gotta do. If you're driving, you should know the feel of the vehicle, like you know, like you know how you're, you know how it's driving, how the traction is, and all that. You should have that feeling. If okay. not, then what the hell are you doing on the road? Some people yeah. don't have a choice. They gotta work or something like that. Especially now that we're in the middle of a pandemic where they have to work. And if they don't, they'll be fired like that because someone else will want the job. Well, then don't be out driving out in the snow like that. Just know how to drive. It's not, just learn how to. Some people just how, don't, I don't. How are you going to learn how to drive if you don't do it? Parking lots. How are you going to get to the parking lot? Someone drive you there and they teach you. So you've got to get someone to drive you to the parking Put lot. Put any effort, motherfucker. <laughs> God damn. That's why I say in the bedroom. <sighs> Put in effort. Fair enough. Exactly. Uh, Her name's Effort. No, over there. Well, well, welcome to welcome to the show, Bachman. I'm I'm sure you're glad you came in for Willie's sex talk about what he does in the bathroom or bedroom. I, I brought a friend. The child. Yeah, he's rocking a fanny pack that says "These used to be over" for Bradshaw, and he's wearing my salty sailor hat. I okay. Since you brought Bradshaw, oh no. He every time I see JBL now, and then yeah. I. Wait a second, this is the same guy that was in the Acolytes? It doesn't yeah. look like the same. It does, the face doesn't look the same. It it's looks the like haircut. It's a different person. Yeah, it's actually the haircut. That's yeah, what I'll makes it look so different. Face. Because like, he used to keep his hair like wet and down on the sides. So when it was him and uh, Ron Farouk, Simmons. Ron Simmons standing next to each other, like they had almost the same amount of hair. So yeah, when, J- when, when Wait, he went from God. being Bradshaw to being JBL, he got the hair like quaffed and combed up. To look like a rich dude, and that's what really cha- it, it actually changes the shape of his face. I got it. No, no, no. It's not that. It's that he's fucking smiling now. That's what it is. I just figured it out. When did you ever see Bradshaw ever smile in the acolytes? When Only when they were playing poker. poker. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Only when they were playing poker. Only in poker. Like you never really saw him smile. I think that's what it is. I just figured. I just had that thought just now. Like now he's always fucking. We're smiling. really on top of things because we're talking about John Bradshaw Layfield when he hasn't wrestled for ten plus years. Yeah, now. and, and poor you- Rob Simmons who got turned into a catchphrase. It's only one word, but makes a great meme. Damn. Damn. <laughs> I remember the fucking acolytes. You don't fuck with acolytes. The acolyte I how, protection I wonder how long agency. Ron Simmons got a paycheck for saying one word. Just like you know, every couple of weeks, like. Because there was a while he wasn't doing anything. He they didn't have him wrestling. They didn't have him in promos. He wasn't like even part of a crew. The acolytes had been over forever, and he would just walk in to an interview and go "deal" and walk this out. Sounds like, like uh, <laughs> not another teen movie. The token black guy. I only got three things yeah. I get to say. Damn shit! Yeah, it seems, 
seems like his last movie, all he did, or his last uh, couple years at WWE, all he did was just earn a paycheck for saying the word "damn." Well, I think well, he was. You know, al- I think he was also a producer him. backstage too, so he was already well, there. And then they could just have him come and do that line. I mean, can I get a paycheck for just doing that? Yeah, no, I mean, that's great. Especially, I mean, after all the years of wrestling that dude did. I'm not, yeah, I'm not saying he was slacking. I'm saying, like, you know, they were giving him a paycheck for doing a very small amount of on-camera work. But, yeah, it was just funny because, yeah, I mean, Ron Simmons was out there busting heads for, like, 30 years. Like, that dude was doing some massive work for a long time. It was just weird that, yeah, his last, like, you know, gimmick was just one word. He's part of the reason why we have The Rock today. That's true. That's true. Nation. Were, uh, nation. The nation. Farouk. Yeah. The nation. Yeah, Farouk for the of nation. Domination. Tur- turning little Rocky Mayavia into the people's champ. Mm-hmm. And the yeah. villain that got villain that got cheered so loud they had to change into a face. Yep. Nineties WWF man. There's crazy yep. stuff that happened in there. Why are we not talking about that more? I mean, why we, why we you know why? Because the AEW exists and we don't need to talk about a wish fulfillment of wanting Attitude Never. Era back. Because there's better wrestling on TV right fucking now. Which we can get into at the end of the show because I want to talk about a certain Woo, dinner. That tournament. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> yeah, I want to talk about a certain uh, debonair dinner when we get to the end of the show because <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. it was pretty awesome. But I also will get into that when we get into that. Yeah. So, uh, Bachman, you got some news for us? I wasn't able, I didn't have the show notes up, but I want to check with you before we started moving on to anything else. I do. Um, the, the, the awesome technique uh, used by uh, John Favreau for uh, making uh, the Lion King and then the Mandalorian, which I believe we call it the volume. Isn't that what so. it is? Yeah. Just so the LCD screen behind yeah, them. Yeah. LED oh, screens LED. mixed with an unreal game engine to where instead of waiting for CGI to be rendered on a green screen, what they're basically doing is having a game engine that can move with a character render fully rendered CGI scenes that you can move through in an actual, you know, physical room that the actors can stand in. So that basically they're inside of a CGI event as it's happening, so that you're recording that and not having to go back and process anything later. The volume, as it's been called, uh, is now being termed uh, stagecraft by Industrial Light and Magic, and it is spreading. And it has spread all the way to London, where they are shooting The Batman. Uh, The Industrial Light and Magic, this is from a Hollywood Reporter article, uh, Batman is using the Mandalorian virtual produ- production techniques. Industrial Light and Magic's Rob Bredow offered an update during the Virtual View confab. He says, uh, Warner Brothers' The Batman is currently filmed in the UK, is using virtual production techniques for select scenes. ILM Chief Creative Rob Bredow revealed Monday during feature session with this year's Virtual View visual effects and animation confab. Uh, the virtual production, a term generally used to describe techniques that enable real-time visual effects production, has been steadily growing in popularity with John Favreau due to Lion King and Mandalorian, where they use that. And then, uh, yeah, it says that earlier this year, the VXS company launched Stagecraft, a virtual production unit built around the Mandalorian technique. So basically, ILM is now selling like a kit to where you can set up your version of the volume wherever you're filming a movie, which means that basically they can cut down on post-CGI costs. Any place, any soundstage that can afford to set one up, once it gets up and running, you're just working inside of a virtual world that's real time. The actors can be alive in the scene and it will cut down on a massive amount of post-production. I got to, I got to figure these kits probably cost a pretty penny. 
which is why you know it's like the Batman is apparently the first one to use one. No, nah, yeah, it's yeah. on. It's also on set for uh, Thor: Love and Thunder. Taika Waititi's using it. Yeah, and that that's in here. Yeah, yeah later assistant they now, also got it too. I guess technically they haven't started filming yet, so the Batman has it yeah. before them. But the interesting thing there is Taika Waititi has experience using the volume because he directed an episode of the Mandalorian. Mandalorian. Yep. Yeah, it says it will be also available at Fox Studio Australia, where it will be used during production for Thor: Love and Thunder. Yeah, so they just haven't started yet. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we got so we got one in London, we got one in LA, we got one in Australia. So pretty soon, I got to figure we're going to get one in Vancouver, which is one of the biggest filming cities in the world. If you follow that up with Atlanta, then probably the five biggest cities that make films will have one, and people that can get access to it will be able to you know make movies the way that they made the mandalorian episodes which could be really cool well we talked about it when we talked about thor love and thunder getting it it also especially in this covid19 pandemic era makes life a lot easier because you don't have to take a huge film crew on location somewhere and set up for 20 days in the desert to film all of like say the tatooine scenes in the mandalorian no you just do it all on set on the volume you control your set with your testing things like that and it's a yep. smaller production crew probably. So in today's world where even if you wanted to, it's not exactly feasible to go on location for some stuff. You use something like the volume, assuming it's available to you. And also assuming no. that stagecraft, they yeah. will use stagecraft. Yeah. So I have a question here. <laughs> Quest. Okay, now it has a name now, so we should use the name. <laughs> so you're, so you're saying this they kind of use like video game technology to, to help with this, right? Yeah, the yeah. way that they designed it, because they can move through the volume, and whichever way the camera looks at the screen, it can alter the perspective that's on the LED walls. It's uh-huh. uh, some it's some coding that they took from the Unreal Game Engine, to where you know as you're walking around in an FPS and your character turns, you're not actually turning; the whole world turns and it renders itself. So they sure. mix they mix that with basically live action CGI to create the the set of the volume stagecraft. I bring this up for a reason, so I can say fuck you to a dead person. Oh, fuck you, Roger Ebert, for saying video games cannot be art. Fuck you, you dead motherfucker. Mm. I appreciate you and your world of movie critiquing. <laughs> fuck you for that statement. Well, I don't know if this would necessarily like lock down the opinion that video games are art, but it can be. It can be definitely shows that you know the techniques from video games are helping to create cinematic art. Well, I still say video games can be art. I mean, look at some of the games yeah. we have now. Yeah, I'm, I definitely I believe that. I understand that it's not something shit like Roger Ebert didn't, didn't go play video games. I understand that. I don't fucking understand Picasso's Blue Period, but I wouldn't go around saying that's not art. Now, would I? <laughs> no. I'm, and uh, Liberty Dude was talking about a little bit in the chat room saying, in part, this would be a freaky experience as an actor, potentially. And it was interesting because there's the uh, the documentary series, like, what is it, the director's table or whatever they had on Disney yeah. Plus that talks about all the behind the scenes of The Mandalorian. One of the episodes is all about what they were calling the volume. And what I recall is they talked to some of the actors and actually said it was easier to use that than it was to use green screen because you're not having to look at an X yeah. marked on the wall to be like, here's what you're looking at. It's it's fully rendered on the LED screens around you. So you're looking at what your character is supposed to be looking at. Well, and didn't they say during part of that that at one point, like someone on set thought there was a fire and it was yeah. literally a background element in the volume? Yep. Like that's how realistic it is. Yeah. So it's actually easier for the actors. They don't have to really pretend as much. They're in character, they're in their costume. They walk onto a sound stage where the wall is now the desert that they're supposed to be out in, and the floor is covered in sand and rocks. 
because they're mixing the the real life elements with the digital and the CGI. And as long as they don't turn around and look at the camera, like they're looking at a world that's basically fully rendered in front of them in real time. Like that has to be amazing. And part of what was fascinating on that stuff is like, you don't have the full blown razor crest on set. It's just like the bottom part of it. It's like the engine and stuff were all rendered by the volume. Uh, I think it's episode four. If, if you get the chance, it's a, What's the name of the series? It's called uh, Disney Gallery, Star Wars The Mandalorian. If you yeah, have Disney, Disney Plus, episode four is all about the technology they use to film it, which is predominantly how they use the volume and what they're calling uh, stagecraft now to be able to create these worlds. It's fascinating and really interesting from yeah. a tech perspective. The whole series is actually great for the whole making of The Mandalorian. If, you, if you've ever enjoyed like DVD extras like I do, Blu-ray extras, behind-the-scenes stuff on making of films... The entire series is just fantastic. Chris, you threw out a term there. What is it? What's Razorcrest? Is that the edge of the screen? No, that's the name so, of his ship. Yeah, it's the Mandalorian oh. ship. Yeah. Oh, I'm talking about that. Yeah, so they didn't build the full physical ship. They built the bottom part where the ramp was that people would walk up, but then the rest of the ship was actually part of the background wall. And they lined up like the physical element of the ship with the LED screen to where it basically just the computer took over and drew the top half of it, but it looks like one solid object the way they do it. It's amazing. And like they even did like the space fights and stuff like that. Like they put the actual fighters on set in the middle of the volume and then would render everything yeah. around it. So like when you see the scenes of the Mandalorian flying his spaceship with the child, that's not green screen outside the ship. That's the screen of the volume where they're actually rendering everything that would be going on around there. The technology, it's just incredible. And I think it's going to be a game changer in regards to budget for a lot of these things. And well, let's be honest, Disney spent shitloads of money for special effects and things like that for the Mandalorian. But imagine how much more expensive it would have been if they were going on location for everything they did on there. It's well, it's also it's developing the technology. Whoever does it first, it always costs more. Whoever does it second can do it cheaper. It's just like those red cameras where all of a sudden everybody's like, hey, here's a $10,000 camera that can shoot as high depth as anything that a, you know, a 35 millimeter on-set production camera in Hollywood was doing. And all of a sudden, you had a whole big influence, just influx of independent uh, creators that were able to rent those red cameras because they were so less expensive. And now we got the Sagecraft, which I'm assuming, you know, it's probably not exactly the volume. You know, they probably figured out a way to make it basically a kit version of what they did on-set for the volume. But it's a version of it that other people can now use. So, I mean, pretty soon, yeah, I have a feeling we're going to see where every every major filming city is going to end up with one soundstage that has a volume, and it's going to make a lot of stuff that it'll have that, like the red camera, it'll still have a minimum you know, buy-in amount, but it's like if you can afford to rent the volume stage for a month, you might be able to shoot a movie that you couldn't afford doing without three times that budget because you got to go to all these different locations. Yeah, and just point of clarification it's favreau that called it the volume one set i guess it's always been called stagecraft technology because i just found okay there was an article on slash film that i remembered reading that i just found the link for and tossed in the chat room for those that are interested that is a bit more on the tech of it they go way more in depth on it in the uh the episode of the disney gallery on the mandalorian but it's really fascinating and they put some interesting youtube videos there of how the unreal tech works with things on there fascinating fascinating stuff uh What was the quote that Favreau said on here? He goes, it also allowed us to actually have the environment in 3D so we could do virtual scouts. So we would have days where it would be the whole team. We'd have production designer, the DP, John, Dave Floney. We'd all be in headsets together flying around the same set. We can even put cameras up and down 
put a lens up and say, okay, this is what I'm thinking. And we can all see it. So we're actually looking at it on a set together. That is really cool. And I apologize. That was Deborah Chow that said that quote. Apologies. Who's also going to be directing the Obi-Wan series, which I imagine will also be using stagecraft technology. Oh, yeah. And, and yeah, I mean, yeah, I didn't think about yeah the idea that you can do, you know, you put everybody in the trailers right outside that soundstage. You can do a fully lockdown soundstage. And yeah, in the era of quarantine, like if you can afford the the amount to use sta- uh, the stagecraft, like that's got to help because you're not having to fly people around. You're not going to multiple locations. If you can do everything in one place and just put everybody on lockdown for six weeks, if all you're doing is filming, then yeah, that's got to be helpful. Can you imagine being like Ian McGregor coming back to play Obi-Wan Kenobi again and knowing he's supposedly going to be on Tatooine and knowing he doesn't have to go out in the middle of the GD desert now. Yeah. So now he's like, oh, we're going to be in an air conditioned building yeah. where it's going to be a lot they're cooler not, and I'm not, not sweating my ass off. Africa again. <laughs> yeah. He's got to be really happy about that. Can't believe Chris just cursed live on air like that. I curse oh, on no. occasion. GD. GD. <laughs> Language. Gosh darn. <laughs> Are we going to skip over the fact that Chris just said language? (laughs) All right. I think that does wrap us up for our news in this week's episode. Did anyone have anything else going once? Twice? Uh, That wraps us up just like, uh, what is that, Shang? Really doesn't wrap it up. Oh, Shang-Chi did wrap filming. Uh That is correct. Wrap production? Yes. They're now in post-production. Oh, I'm so excited to see that one. Yeah, but we actually have to have movie theaters before we can see it, so it really doesn't matter. True. Yeah, well, did, it's did, also too because they they did launch the new series, and one of the first things they did in the new comic was they gave him a new background for who his dad is. Interesting. Because yeah. for those that don't know, infamously in the Marvel comics in the '60s, Sing Chi is basically just Bruce Lee in the Marvel universe. That was their version of Bruce Lee during the the kung fu um, uh, kung fu exploitation period, where everybody was making kung fu characters. Marvel invented Sing Chi. And they like most of the time when people draw him, they will even still use Bruce Lee as the reference because that's who the character is. But his dad was uh, famously um, uh, Fu Manchu, which has a whole lot of racial overtones and is, uh, I think, now a public character. And so they also can't use it because it's I mean, Marvel wants to be able to sell their books. So they don't want to have a publicly available character. They want their own IP. So they came up with a, a new story for. Uh, who Sang Chi's father is in the comics I, now? I got confused when you said Fu Manchu. I thought you meant Fing Fang Foom. No, <laughs> <laughs> not quite. Not quite. No, Fu Manchu with the 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 crazy. Yeah, the crazy yeah, yeah. You can't yeah. see I mean, that. That's easy to get mistaken with the the three syllables starting with an F. Yeah, both created in the sixties. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there's some some uh some uh, racial overtones that probably wouldn't go off too well with the old Fu Manchu stories. So they had to figure out how to avoid that. So yeah, they're telling uh, in the new uh, Sing Chi Sing Chi comic, they uh, figured out they got he's got a, a new family history. That's that makes sense. It'll be but interesting I'll- to see. I want to see that movie, but we actually have to have movie theaters open, and we know at the very least that we have to have Black Widow come out and at least get like three months of a window before they put something else yeah. out after that. Uh, Chris, yes. uh, is movie pass? Do they start charging yet again? I hope not. Charging for what? So they haven't started charging again because they put that Paul. What are you talking about? The movie pass oh. thing. Um, I assume that they, I paid a year up front, so oh, I don't know. But since Regal Cinemas is closed nationwide with a few exceptions, 
I don't yeah. think they're charging right now. I'm not sure how much they have opened up or not. I wasn't sure. It's only a few small chains, a few oh. cinemas that are open. And there's a lot of independent movie theaters that are open right now if you want to brave that. And more interestingly enough, if you have an AMC near you, supposedly a lot of AMCs now are letting you rent a theater for 95 bucks. So that's nice. a bit more what? palatable if you have a few people you trust. Rent out the theater, go wipe down the chairs you're going to sit in. Go watch your movie, mask up, and leave again. Yep. Mm, but you have to bring in your own movie, don't you? I don't think so. I no. think it was. Uh, any a of lot the of them are letting you choose from classic films. Like there's oh. places that are doing that with like The Exorcist, or they're showing Jaws, or they're showing like old Halloween movies for this month. But yeah, you rent out a theater and then pick the movie you want to watch. Can I just come plug my Xbox in and play video games for three hours on the giant screen? <laughs> That'd be kind of cool. Yeah, no, uh, Jeff Tate, uh, who's a. Uh, a feature comedian on a uh, Douglas movies. He just did a showing in Cleveland where he rented out a theater, uh, did a contest for 10 people that all came in and, or it was 10, you know, pairs of people. So 20 people, he did a little contest. People won this trivia thing. They got to come to a theater. They all got to see tenant. He rented the nice. whole theater for a hundred bucks or 150 bucks. And like, they all set, you know, like, you know, 30 feet apart. Cause there was only 20 of them, 10 little groups. And they, yeah, they rented out the whole theater and then watched tenant. You know what? I'm gonna say fuck AMC though. <laughs> okay then. Thanks. I mean, because they, they, they. All right, they, you do that. We're never gonna show another Universal movie because they released that Trolls movie on VOD without coming to theaters. Rah, 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 so, what the fuck did you want them to do? Jesus Christ! Since we're talking oh. about Universal, just to wrap up news stories, uh, final, not Final Fantasy, Fast and the Furious ends with the uh, uh, installment eleven. We only get eleven Fast and the Furiouses, guys. So far. So far. No, no, they said that's the end of Fast and the Furious. Now all the spinoffs will continue from there. Yeah, but. I'm pretty sure they said it was going to end at five as well, but we'll and, see. And they are bringing we'll back see. Justin Lin to direct episodes 10 yeah. and 11. Yeah. Justin I, Lin's going to take him to space, and once we get Fast and Furious on the moon, we'll see how much money it makes. And if it makes <laughs> enough money, I'll tell you, we're getting a 12. We're we are counting- getting a 12. They're going to join Leprechaun and Jason in space. Are we going to count spinoffs? The spinoffs are a separate thing. Is my understanding more, 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 and more spinoffs? And I'm all right with that. Yeah, I'm okay. Yeah, the with fa- that. there's going to be a whole catalog of movies called The Fast and Furious Presents, which That's is okay because Hobbs, Hobbs and Shaw was effing fun. All right, Hobbs and Shaw was a good time. It was fun. It was, it was a fun movie. No, is it a great movie? No, but it's one of those summer popcorn movies. You're like, I just had a blast watching this. Oh, I don't yeah. care if it doesn't oh, yeah. make sense. It was just Fast fun. <laughs> Shaw in space. Dun-dun-dun. <laughs> But this does wrap up our news part. Now that Willie's done cackling to himself, this does wrap up our news portion of the show. Uh, we'll wrap things up with a segment called What I'm Into. It's our chance to share with you guys who are watching live or listening at a later date the kind of geeky and nerdy things we've been getting into so that maybe, just maybe, you may want to go check them out yourselves. Willie, why don't you start us off with what you've been getting into? It better fucking be titled The Shaw Space Redemption. That's what I got. Uh, <laughs> what did I put? The title I'm right go now is. It's not called that. I'm going to go ahead and call it and say it's not called that. The Shaw I mean, Space look, Redemption? Look, is that what you wanted to do? They did the Fate of the Eight. So, I mean, is that really out of it? No, it's the Fate of the Furious. Oh, yeah, Fate of the Furious, which was the eighth one. So, eight, yeah. Uh, yeah, so the whole play on So, give me that. But, um,. I wonder what the tenth one's gonna be Fast X Ten or Fast X Furious. Those uh-huh. last is the last time I did the what I'm into. Uh Jackbox Seven came out, had some fun with it. Uh you guys had some fun with it. Well, Chris had some fun with it. Bachman's uh, always a party pooper. That's me. The, yeah. No one likes a party pooper. Then you learn anything from Letter Kenny? 
But uh, I've been playing. I played the new mode of uh, Ghost of Tsushima, and it's a fun mode. I'm glad it's a free, just a free addition to it. Nothing about it. Uh, what's it begin to? More Dead by Daylight. Back to rank one. Um, You've been doing your daily logins starting yesterday. So are you asking did I log in yesterday? Yeah. <laughs> yes, I logged in and played yesterday, and I'm pretty sure I will do that again today. Tomorrow. They're doing that through, I think, November 4th. And if you log in the whole time, you end up getting like, it's something like 300,000 blood points and 9,000 shards, which is enough to buy any of the Halloween costumes. Because people were pissed because the new Halloween event isn't a fucking event. Wait, wait, wait. It's literally just a battle pass. You can buy the Halloween costumes with shards? Some of them. Oh. Yeah, some of them. Yeah, Yeah. they they put some of the older ones on uh, where they're 70% off for Oryx cells. Like uh, the Trapper's uh, original Halloween outfit. I think uh, possibly Legion's first one. I can't remember all of them. But they oh. put like, there's a list on the on the news when you pop in the game. If you open up the news window, there's a list of uh, sets that are 10% off, 20, 30. And then I think there's like five or six on the 70% off list. And then, yeah, they also made it to where the new ones, the brand new costumes for this year are all available for the the shards. And so if you, yeah, like someone like you, Willie, who has a ton of shards saved up, you might be able to just go buy a couple of those costumes right now. 8,000 of them? But yeah, I mean, it's 9,000 9, shards for one of those costumes to buy the whole thing, I believe. Yeah, it's what the, for the ad said. New characters for 9,000 shards, or you can spend 21,000 and buy a cosmetic. How does that pricing make sense to anybody? Yeah, it doesn't. Their store is always sucked. Yeah, I will always uh, say that about behavior in Dead by Daylight. Like, come on, like that's fucking stupid. Uh, what else have I been doing? It, um, well, I had a birthday last week. Did um, you have fun? Yeah, I had fun. Uh, the next day, I took I had to take a friend of mine to uh, uh, an airport about an hour and a half away, and I got to go pick them up Monday. I got to drive an hour and a half to go pick them up to bring them back. Yeah. Uh, and about that, man, I can't think of anything else I've been doing. That like, oh, I did rewatch the Adams Family. Because I forgot the storyline. Uh, I didn't forget it completely. So the I'll, original movie or? Original movie. Okay. Original 1991 movie. Um, yeah, there was a, because the, the thing I always mistaken, like, so wait. So they just randomly got Uncle Fester, the, a person to play, pretend he's Uncle Fester, and he actually turned out to be Uncle Fester. Yeah, when I rewatched it, that was a throwaway line at the very end of the movie. It's like, oh, wait, you really are Uncle Fester. Like, yeah, it yeah, sounds about right. Away line at the very end. Like you're supposed to just go with, oh, she really did find you in that thing. Well, how about that? So like, if you enjoyed that, Willie, I found out just by accident last night when I was on the Pluto TV app that there is now an Adams Family channel in the classic television section of Pluto TV. So I just started watching a bunch of reruns of the Adams Family. I mean, I was a fan that in the movie that the uh, judge that lived next door to uh, the Adams Family in the movie was the original Gomez Adams. Mm-hmm. That was nice. I, I instantly reckoned, like, hey, that's Gomez. And, and Raul Julia was fantastic oh, as Gomez. Fantastic. Oh, yeah. yeah. He was even fantastic in the in the uh, Street Fighter movie. Sally, that's the last movie he got to do was Street Fighter. I know. Fighter. I know. So hey, talented. At least, he, at least he had a good reason for doing it. Because yeah. his kids, so you can't really be angry at No, him. no, you're 100% right. His kids enjoyed it, so that's why he did it. That's a cool reason to do it. Which is why uh, the first actor who played uh, Dumbledore took the role was because his grandkids liked Harry Potter. Was he only in the first movie? He was in the first two or three before he passed oh, away, I believe. Sure. Richard Harris, I think, was the actor's name. I'm not 100% sure. Now let's see what uh, J.K. Rowling's retroactively 
makes Dumbledore to be after the fact. Yeah, let's not talk about J.K. Rowling so right now. Anything for anybody? Yeah, not a part of the story. Is whatever. It doesn't matter. Let's continue on. I'm done. All right, go so on. I'll, I'll go I'm next. Uh, last week on Tuesday. Willie's done. He keeps talking over me. I love it. Uh, so last week on Tuesday, uh, played some Among Us with the Gonna Geek Network and friends. It was a lot of fun. Willie still hasn't gotten to be the killer. I'm sorry, Willie. Foster. That's yeah, same difference in this case. Uh, I think we're going to play again this Tuesday, 9 p.m. Eastern time. So anyone watching us or listening now that wants to come play, hit us up on social media. We'll get you the info on how you can come play Among Us with us. That's probably terrible grammatically, but whatever. Uh, watched Every bit or all five episodes of volume two of unsolved mysteries on Netflix. It's not as good as volume one. They had better mysteries in that one. A lot of these ones seem to come down to shoddy police work is why they haven't figured things out, which is <laughs> kind of disappointing. Uh, let's see other stuff. I downloaded rainbow six siege on my Xbox because it was just added to game pass. I haven't had a chance to play it yet, but everyone says it's really good. Uh, since I have game pass, I played Wolfenstein young blood last night, which is a co-op uh, Wolfenstein game where you play as BJ's kids. Uh, I've enjoyed it so far. I just, my partner wasn't very good. So I kept having to go back and resurrect my partner and didn't progress very far. That was disappointing. Um, other stuff watched on Wednesday night, another new episode of AEW dynamite. I had a blast with it. They're doing a tournament right now to set up who's going to be the number one contender for the title. And, uh, Kenny Omega's slow burn heel turn is just delightfully enjoyable where his entrance took longer than the match he was in because they announced all of his awards and then followed it up with, and he once wrestled in North Carolina. And I just laughed my ass off because if you're familiar with Kenny Omega until he became part of dynamite and AEW rather, he didn't wrestle in North America. Really? He was huge in Japan and was arguably the number one free agent. And now he wrestles here and he wrestled in North Carolina. once. Hey, that's where I am. Poor sunny kiss. Yeah. Well, you knew that was going to happen. That's all set up to do Hangman yeah. versus uh, yeah. Kenny Omega. As soon as I looked at the brackets, I was like, oh, this is Hangman versus Kenny the tournament. Okay. I'm I okay with that. The pay-per-view they have coming up, I'm buying it yeah. again because it's going to be really good. All of the matches. They're Eddie Kingston and an I quit match against John Moxley. I'm totally in. Yeah. Did they were in North Carolina? He, they did not. It was just a throwaway line if he once wrestled in North Carolina. And then uh, Sammy Guevara and Matt Hardy doing a cinematic match in the Elite Deletion. Yeah, I'm totally buying their pay-per-view on, I think, November 6th it is. Yeah, I'm in. I'll pay my 50 bucks and I'll watch it and be plenty happy about that. And then the thing I probably enjoyed the most about Dynamite this week, which was dumb but also incredibly entertaining, was yeah. Chris Jericho and one Maxwell Jacob Friedman had their steak dinner, Le Dinner Debonair, where they sang a musical number of In My Shadow. And it was hilarious. I did not know that... Uh, no, they didn't just sing. They did a song and, and dance number. Yes. And MJF has a really show. good singing voice. And we found out that he was on Twitter, said that he was like an all state tenor or something like that. <laughs> that doesn't surprise me. His voice was better than Jericho's. Jericho's the lead singer in a rock band. But in all fairness, Jericho sings heavy metal, not True. like crooner tunes. So, but yeah, it was it was one of those things it's like I never knew I always wanted something as dumb as this because it was perfect. Like for those two characters. It was perfect. Le Dinner Debonair. It is available to watch on YouTube. They put the whole thing up there and it's just delightfully dumb, entertaining, but fun. And I can't wait to see where they go with it. But I, I have to admit, so I'm biased. I'm an MJF mark and a Jericho mark. So pretty much anything they do, I'm like, this is gold. I love it. <laughs> Fully admit. But yeah, so Dynamite was really good. Continues to be good. If if you were a lapsed professional wrestling fan, I would say give it a try and you'll probably like it. 
because it took everything that I didn't care for in modern WWE, like overproduced, scripted out promos, and they threw it out the window where these guys just basically go cut a promo like it used to be in the old days. You have to get yeah. to this point where you're going to set up the match. Cut the promo however you want. And it's really delightful to see some of these guys, how creative they are. And some of the creativity you see in the ring, although sometimes that's to their detriment because the Lucha Bros match uh it was really good but they're telling some spots like man someone's gonna get hurt and that's how yeah ray phoenix and got that's hurt what happened yeah. yeah yeah he did get hurt but that was a hell of a match they beat the shit out of each other yeah. and like the reversals of moves that they know the other one uses two you know brothers that have been wrestling together for like what 20 years now and like to make them face off like oh some of the some of the shit they did was just amazing but yeah, that whole match looked painful. <laughs> yeah. So it's delightful. If you haven't had a chance, you can watch a lot of their stuff on YouTube. They have a YouTube show called uh, Dark, where it's generally somewhere between 10 to 12 matches they do each week that go straight to YouTube. And they take a lot of their highlights of Dynamite and put it on YouTube as well. And I guess the last thing I should talk about this week is I successfully mailed in my ballot and got confirmation that my ballot was received by the West Virginia Secretary of State. And as I checked this morning... 54 million people had already voted in the United States as of this morning. And I'm not going to go political and tell you who to vote for or anything like that, but I'm going to say, go vote. There's a lot of things at stake right now. Whoever your opinion is on who it should or shouldn't be, I don't care. Go vote and make your voice be heard. Voter turnout is a huge thing, and I love seeing the fact that we're up to 54 million people that have voted already. There's people I follow on Twitter, like uh, comic book writer Matt Miner, who was posting pictures of his weight to go vote early in new york and yesterday he was in line for two hours and had to go leave to go do something else and came and got back in line today and it's like the line's actually longer but moving quicker and talking about interesting things like as people are lining up down the block there were a few folks that had put chairs out in their front yard and some books and said that were spaced out appropriately and said hey feel free to sit down and take a break while you're waiting in line just don't nice. take our chairs cool stuff like that so all i'm gonna say to you guys go vote if you follow me on Twitter, you probably know my own views, but this show is not the platform for that. I'm just going to say, go vote. Have your voice be heard so that if things don't go the way you want, you at least tried and you can legitimately then voice your dissent versus being someone who doesn't vote then bitches about it after the fact. Yep. If you waste your vote, you don't vote. That's on you. And if you're in a state that a lot, well, it's probably too late to request absentee ballots in most states at this point in time. Yeah, so most look states. into a lot of places are still doing early voting and you can find that up. You can probably find that on your state's secretary of state's website, where the early voting locations and stuff are, or go to like, uh, was it ballotpedia.org and I will Those should all have information about the, the uh, ballots themselves and voting locations. So please, please, please go vote. And if someone's offended, I'm saying this, Sorry, this is my platform to at least be able to say that. I'm not going to go any deeper into who you should and shouldn't should and shouldn't vote for. Just please vote. Anthony, why don't you wrap things up for us? See, now I want us to do a political tirade. <laughs> so I understand that motivation. It's just this yeah. isn't the right platform for it. If that's something people want to discuss yeah. with us, that can be a post-show thing or something like that. But it doesn't need to be part of this because yeah. we sort of discussed this at one point. This should be a place that's safe from coming yeah. in here and hearing all about me doom scrolling Twitter and things like that. We, we just want to try and make this positive and talk about fun things, not yeah. the potential end of days. Uh, let's see. Uh, I finished uh, all 10 episodes of Hellstrom on uh, Hulu. Uh, first season turned out really good. Um, they don't go full like comic booky. Uh, they made it much more of a supernatural show. 
um, having you know Hellstrom, his sister, and his mom all have like basically superpowers. Uh, it's a whole bunch of you know interwoven demonic storyline craziness. Um, by the end of the series, they do end up giving a nod to um, his weapon from the comics, and the way they do it is really cool. Uh, it's really unexpected. It's not something that looks like it's going to show up because in the comics, I think the spear he carries is actually like the trident of Lucifer, and so it's like, well, there's no way something that awkward is going to show up in a show that's like basically designed to be fully realistic. But yeah, they end up doing like a kind of nod to it. It was really cool, really unexpected. Um, the acting in the show is really solid. Special effects are good. Uh, some of the demon stuff they do is really gross. Uh, really um fits for the season. Like if you're up for some Halloween craziness some supernatural stuff like it's it's a good show it's it's definitely creepy it's not kid friendly it's very adult but yeah it's a lot of uh psychology and dealing with people in a mental hospital and uh possession by demons a bunch of crazy stuff but yeah it's a fun entertaining show i really enjoyed it um then yeah you know for the spooky season watching some stuff i watched um halloween town for the first time with my girlfriend because she's a big fan and i hadn't seen that one it was kind of kitty but cute and then um i realized that i don't think i'd ever actually sat down and watched hocus pocus all the way through and so we sat down and watched that the other night and had a good laugh you know it still still holds up pretty good it's a nice another you know fairly kitty but much more like family friendly on the level where it wasn't so kid friendly it was more you know for the whole family but yeah that was a funny one and then um that was another horror movie i watched now i can't remember but yeah, just watching horror movies. It's the season for it. Going back and watching, you know, nightmares and catching. Oh yeah, we caught a thriller on AMC's uh, Stephen King marathon. Nice. So watched uh, the end of Silver Bullet and Thriller or a uh, thinner. And then um, yeah, just you know, AMC during the holidays, you gotta love it because you know they they show much love for the Halloween movies, all the all the different scary stuff. So yeah, watched so much of that. And then yeah, playing you know all the the different game modes uh, or the games I'm playing. Most of them kicked off a game mode that has something to do with the holidays. Um. Yeah, Dead by Daylight is now giving out blood points and blood shards to make up for the fact that they actually did not do an event this year. They just added in new costumes and started the next archive. And Archive 5 has, you know, Halloween-themed stuff in it, but it's technically a battle pass. You have to pay for it, so it's not an event. So uh, most of Reddit and Twitter was just people complaining that behavior for, like, two straight days. And then all of a sudden, hey, we got a blood rush coming out the weekend of Halloween, and here's free blood points from every day that you log in from like October 3rd or October 3rd, um, October uh, 23rd to uh, November 4th. And yeah, like I said, so like it's enough where if you log in every day, you end up with enough blood shards to buy one of the new outfits. So they actually made it to where it's not technically an event still, but at least if you log in every day, you can earn a free Halloween outfit, which every year at Halloween, they've given us something that we could earn in the game. And it's like, you know, that's the, like, that's how you get people to play your game is like, give them something they can earn where they don't necessarily have to drop $20 to buy a cosmetic, which is ridiculous. Yeah. Cause yeah, the store in, um, behavior is one of the worst of any game I've ever played. Like the sheer amount of money that they charge, like Willie said, you can save up blood shards and you get like 200 and change every time you level up. And if you can spend 9,000 to buy a character, which, you know, a, a DLC pack, Usually you're talking, you know, 10, 20 bucks to buy a character or something like that. But they have cosmetics in the store that cost 21,000 shards. That's insane. So you're telling me, yeah, a costume for a character is worth like three times what a character's worth? Like that's, in, yeah, that's crazy. And so, yeah, like they, they really need to like reconfigure their their pricing matrix in their store. But yeah, with with the new archive going and the, the free stuff they're doing, and they also did a bunch of giveaways. Um, there's code words on Twitter. And on Reddit that I found for getting new charms that are holiday charms. And then um, a bunch of streamers were given a bunch of codes to give out. 
And one of the really annoying things is that now, because you can redeem a code in the PlayStation Store, in the Xbox Game Store, or I mean, it's it's in the store inside Dead by Daylight, but you can do it on Xbox, you can do it on PlayStation, you can do it on PC. But the codes they're giving out are like 32 characters long. They've got hyphens in them, and they're a random string of letters and numbers. And so when a streamer gives out a code, it's good for 10 people to use it. So like yesterday, Puppers was giving out, he had like 1,500 codes to give out, which meant he had 150 codes, and each one could be used 10 times. So he puts a code up on the screen. I'm sitting here typing it into my computer, and 10 people are getting it typed in before me. And you know what that guarantees is that the people that are trying to type it into an Xbox and PS5 or PS4 will never get those codes because only people that are on PC are going to get them, which is kind of a dick move by behavior because, you know, they'll do codes where it's like, you know, eternal blight. And like, that's one of the codes to get the little pumpkin charm. But then the ones that they give to the streamers are these fucking random text chain fucking just they're ridiculous. It's utterly ridiculous. And it basically just guarantees that only people on PC will get them. Which, you know, I have one account on PC, I have another account on PS4. So, hey, I got a Dwight Charm yesterday on my PC account. I won't be getting it on my PS4 because I know I'll never be able to type one of those codes in before 10 people on PC can type it in. So it's 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 definitely a, a screwed up system they got going right now, which, hey, it's behavior. Big shocker. Uh, the good news, though, was that uh, Apex launched uh, Fight or Fright again, their new holiday uh, Halloween event. Um the only thing they screwed up on their store is all the costumes are in bundles. So, like, one of the costumes I wanted, it's a bundle of four skins, two skins for guns, and two skins for characters. And I already owned three of the four skins. And it's like, well, I don't want to buy the one just for the one skin. Like, so, that kind of sucks. But the Halloween event itself is awesome. Uh, last year, the problem they had was you dropped into a match of 60 solos. And when you died, you turned into a zombie, which is awesome because you could run fast, climb over walls, and you attack people with claws. You don't have a gun anymore, but like you're super quick and it's actually kind of terrifying because you can hear them coming. They make noise. And so when it got down to the last 10 people, those 10 people tried to get to a drop, drop ship and escape. And so it's supposed to end up being 50 versus 10, where you have 50 zombies trying to attack those 10 legends as they're escaping. But what would happen was near the end of the season when people had the they'd already got the wins that they wanted and they didn't want to play zombie. Basically, lazy assholes would just disconnect as soon as they got turned into a zombie because there was no penalty. And so at the end of the game, you have 10 legends with guns shooting 14 zombies. And it just didn't work for the game mechanic. And so it made it, by the end of the, the event last year, it ended up being a lot less fun because people just wouldn't finish playing the match. They would just disconnect. So this year they made it to where it's still three te- uh, 20 teams of three, which is the standard for Apex. But when one person on your team dies, if you don't get them up while they're down, if they actually die and get boxed, they turn into a zombie and respawn but then they could run over and join your team and then help protect the living legends. And so you're seeing a lot of wins where at the end of the game, you have one living legend and two zombie protectors. And like, if that legend gets knocked, one of the zombies can resurrect them and bring them back up. And there's a new resurrection animation. That's really cool where you're like, like the zombies like doing like a voodoo curse to like bring them back up from the ground. And like, it's really cool looking, but yeah, they made it to where now, like if you leave, you're leaving your team. And so they're, you know, like any game, there's always still assholes that occasionally, as soon as they go down, they disconnect. But it's much more infrequent. And so almost every match I've been in, like when it comes down to the last couple of teams, at least one or two members on that team is a zombie. And so you've got people trying to protect their live legends while they're in zombie mode. And so you have these zombies running around in circles trying to protect somebody. And then they also added in pets. If someone's alive long enough, they get one of the prowlers in zombie mode. 
So you have these giant, like, oversized kind of cougars that are uh, in, like, the zombie black and white flame animatic, and they're, like, running around attacking stuff. Just They made it super cool. It's Kings Canyon after dark again. But, yeah, just super fun. The badges are much more easier to earn this time. Uh, you get you get kill count for every person you kill as a zombie or a legend. So, like, the one badge is 100 kills, and I think after two days I have, like, 70-some-odd kills in that mode. So... It's it's just super fun, and then yeah, they've been teasing their next character in season seven, which I guess is coming November fourth. So some people are a little angry because I guess they they actually took four days off the battle pass and didn't mention it. They sped up when season seven is going to launch, and so there's actually less time for people to finish the battle pass, which on Apex usually isn't a problem, but it's a hundred and ten levels of their battle pass, so like it takes a little bit longer than the Dead by Daylight one. But usually, I, I want to say they give us 90 days to do it, and this time they're cutting it short because they're actually launching their next season early. And so, yeah, a, lot, a couple of people I saw on the, you know, Reddit and Twitter and stuff were mad because like they're launching it early. They moved up the data when that launches, but they didn't mention the fact that they're doing that by cutting the battle pass short. And so some of us, like I'm at like level like 89 or something, the battle pass. So uh, with the battle pass at Apex, is it's the important part of getting to level 100 is you get the gun skin for the season. And then level 110, you get a recolor of that gun skin, and they're all animated. They're animated gun skins. So the types where when you shoot somebody, the gun does something. And then as you get more and more kills, the gun becomes more animated. So it's a really cool skin because, I mean, a lot of times, like some of them like shoot fire, some of them get more bright, some of them, like uh, there was a, a Peacekeeper set that was blood crystals, another one was ice crystals, and it got more crystallized. So they're really cool looking guns, but yeah, it's like, okay, I got to kind of rush and get this blood pass done, but I also want to play the event and nothing I do in the event counts towards the battle pass. So that right now it's like pick and choose what you want to play on apex, but it's making, we want to fucking play apex. I mean, they're doing that part, right? But yeah, the, the Halloween stuff in the games, you know, I mean, every year it's kind of sad that I, I like the apex one better than did by daylight. I think did by daylight should have Halloween should be their thing. It's a horror game. Their event should start October 1st and run through fucking November 1st, and they never do it. They always fall short. But I'm going to keep hoping. I'm going to keep crossing my fingers that one of these years, Behavior is going to give us an actual Halloween event that lasts a month long and is terrifying and is awesome. God I'll, keep, I'll keep hoping. Keep hoping. Yeah, that's about it. Yeah, just watching horror movies, enjoying the spooky season. Oh, yeah, we carved pumpkins last night. Yeah, me and my girlfriend were at my buddy's house. I forgot. Carved pumpkins. I have to go take a photo of mine. I tried to carve the Dead by Daylight logo into a pumpkin, and it basically, because it takes the middle out, like, my pumpkin's kind of, like, closing like a mouth. So nice. it's, 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 the, the structure is not helpful. I might need to find, like, some toothpicks or something to hold it up. But, yeah, it didn't turn out too bad. And then Jana carved a bat in hers, which looks pretty good. And, yeah, I was, you know, hanging out with my buddy's kids, uh, James and uh, Grayson, they kind of, Grayson did the the cheat one. He put a an eyeball and an eyebrow on a pumpkin and called it a minion. Mm-hmm. It was a little pumpkin kit that was like a Mr. Potato Head where you basically just stick an eyeball on it. Yeah. But, you know, it's good, exactly. yeah, it's good for a three-year-old. Exactly. It's good for a three-year-old. We're not trusting him with a knife. No. So I need, <laughs> yeah, to, a good evening. I need to clarify something. I misspoke earlier when I said 54 million people have voted. I double-checked. It is up to 58.6 million people as of two hours ago. And how nice. I know that, and this is just so you can educate yourself, if you follow at Elect Project on Twitter, that is Michael McDonald, who is tracking all of the uh, ballots in progress. He's a professor at the University of Florida who specializes in American elections. His numbers seem to be pretty consistent. That's what a lot of people are basing it off of for 
number of votes and things like that. He's even got information that he's found out, like the number of votes in day one in New York and things like that. Like day one in New York City was uh, 93,000 votes cast. Nice. Yeah. So it's, uh, it's gonna, really interesting. I was going to mention as well, if you want to track stuff like that or you're trying to find your local information, I know we have IdahoVotes.gov here. I'm not positive, but I think if you just type in the name of your state and the word votes into Google, it will take you to a website like that. Because I think, I'm not sure if every state you're, has a the state name votes.gov, but I think most of them do. Your best bet right now is Iwillvote.com. I specifically said .com because .org is owned by one of the campaigns, so I'm not endorsing anyone there. But Iwillvote.com will basically let you put in, uh, once you go there, you have options. I'm bringing it up put right in, like, now. Put in like your zip code or something? Yeah, it says let's vote. You select where you're a resident of, find voting or drop-off locations, check if I'm registered to vote, register to vote, or vote by mail, and then... They have a text hotline you can call. They have a void. They have a one eight hundred number you can call if you need help. So look at nice. IWillVote.com if you are looking for information on where you go. It makes sure you're registered. Although I think registration dates have passed in most places. For most places, yeah. I but, think there's some states that still allow you to register as you vote, but very few. Very I few. think that's been yeah, that's that's been kind of gotten rid of. Yeah. So that's the information on that. I believe that does wrap us up. Does anyone have any final thoughts for us before we shut this thing down? Anyone? Boxer briefs are best. I'm sorry, what was that, Willie? Boxer briefs are best. Oh, we're back to that. <laughs> Willie's back to underwear talk. Well, we were talking underwear in the pre-show. It was how we captivated people and ran off someone who just <laughs> popped into our chat room, I think. Uh, <laughs> oh, well. Yeah, well, it happens. Well, on that note, then, I think we are about ready to shut this down. A big thank you to everyone that did join us today. Don't forget, we stream live every Sunday, 11 a.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Central, over on Geeks.Live, the official streaming home of the Gunna Geek Network. So please come check out our show. Check out any of the other shows that are on the network. If you're on Geeks.Live now, you can scroll down to the bottom of the page, see a calendar of all of the upcoming live events. Last chance for any uh, final thoughts, guys. Sorry I was late. Hey, it happens, man. <laughs> on that note, we are going to shut things down and we look forward to seeing you guys next Sunday or on Tuesday for Among Us. Bye, guys. Thanks for listening to this brand new episode of the All Things Good and Nerdy podcast. Don't forget, we'll be back next Sunday live at 11 a.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Central over at live.atgnpodcast.com, channel 3 of the Alpha Geek radio app, and over to our network home at gunnageek.com slash live. If you have any feedback for the show, please contact us atgnpodcast at gunnageek.com on our hotline number at 304-806-ATGN, or even better, go to Twitter and send us a message at atgnpodcast. The music you've heard in this show is produced by Kevin McLeod and can be found at incompetech.com. <laughs>